This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning into this episode of my podcast where I'm going to be starting my NFL preview episodes this week. NFL season starts on September 10th. That's three weeks from this Thursday. It's crazy, but definitely exciting. Uh, So with these NFL previews, I'm actually going to be doing four straight weeks with four straight episodes of NFL preview. And the way that is going to work is on this episode, I'm going to be doing an NFC preview. Next week, we will have an AFC preview. And for those two conference previews, we'll be talking about all four divisions, who we like as division winners, over-unders for some teams. So yeah, we'll definitely be mixing in some betting plays there as well. And then for week three of our NFL previews, we're just going to be doing a season outlook as a whole, some predictions, some playoff predictions, maybe some MVP candidates. So yeah, just a whole season outlook on week three. And then week four, which will be released right around September. September 8th will be right before the start of the season on September 10th and that fourth NFL preview will just be a week one breakdown we'll look at some matchups we'll have some predictions and just overall just our look at week one so now that you know a little bit about what to expect in these next four weeks four episodes we will get started with this one which is the NFC preview And let's start with the NFC East and the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so full disclosure, I am a Dallas Cowboys fan, but I do try to keep my bias out of my opinions when it comes to breaking this stuff down. That being said, I do love the Cowboys this year. This is a huge year for Dak Prescott as he bets on himself and takes the franchise tag instead of the long-term extension. He believes that if he plays well this year, that he will get an even bigger contract than he was offered last year, which is probably true. I like that he's betting on himself, and I do think he's going to deliver and have a very big season this year. The Cowboys, of course, have Ezekiel Elliott, who is definitely one of the best running backs in football. I'd say top five at worst for Zeke. They had a very strong receiving core last year that just gets better this year, already keeping Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and drafting the rookie out of Oklahoma, CeeDee Lamb, to add to an already good receiving staff. And the Cowboys still have one of the best offensive lines in football. So yeah, Dak Prescott has a lot of weapons. He has a solid offense around him. He keeps his offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore, though he does add a new head coach in Mike McCarthy. I think there's a lot to like about Dak this year, a lot to love about the Cowboys offense, and I think that they will deliver. On the defensive side, new defensive coordinator Mike Nolan decided to focus in on the defensive line with most of the Cowboys free agent signings this offseason. They added at defensive end Everson Griffin, Alden Smith, and they're still looking to possibly still add Randy Gregory to the roster when he gets reinstated. Then at D-tackle, they added Gerald McCoy and Dontari Poe. So yeah, a lot more firepower on the defensive line this year, adding to the already stud Demarcus Lawrence. And then you add that to their three really good linebackers in Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch, and Sean Lee. And you have a really, really solid looking front seven for the Cowboys. The one weakness to this team, and in my opinion, it's really not even that bad. It's more middle of the road, would be their defensive backs, especially at corner. Again, I don't think it's bottom of the league. I think it's kind 
kind of middle of the road. But with everything else, in my opinion, being way above average for the Cowboys, I guess the one soft spot would be the defensive backs and in more particular, the cornerbacks. So with all that being said, I think it's pretty clear and obvious that I love the outlook on the Dallas Cowboys this year. I think they're going to have a very big year. And that brings us to our first team total that we are going to be betting on for this season. First betting play is going to be Cowboys team win total over 9.5. I definitely think the Cowboys are in store for double digit wins this year. I see them as probably an 11 or 12 win team. So getting over 9.5 wins for the Cowboys is definitely a play that we will be locking in this year. As for the rest of the division, we have the Washington football team. Yes, that's right. The Washington football team, as they will be called this year. Look, I just think this team is definitely still a work in progress. I think they have a long way to go. I expect them to be one of the worst teams in football this year. They did bring in a new coach in Ron Rivera, who's a very good, proven, winning coach. But in terms of personnel for this roster, for this team, I just don't think there is a whole lot there. And that starts with the quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. I'm not a believer in him being a difference maker in the NFL. Their one bright spot on offense, in my opinion, is Terry McLaurin, the young wide receiver. I think he's a very good receiver. So that does give Haskins a very good weapon. But besides that, I just don't see much there on the offensive side of the ball. And then on defense, again, a lot of holes on that defense. The one thing they really do have going for them right now is they have two young, good-looking defensive ends pass rushers in Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So that's definitely a good starting point and building block for a defense, which I'm sure Ron Rivera is very happy to have. But again, this is still just a team that's a work in progress, and I think they have a long way to go before they're going to be competitive again. For me, the same can be said about the New York Giants. I think this team is a complete mess right now. They did just change coaches, brought in Joe Judge, brought in a new offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, the whole works. Daniel Jones at quarterback had a pretty good rookie year but obviously we have a long way to go before we really know what he is and of course the Giants have Saquon Barkley at running back who's one of the best running backs in football but there's still a lot of question marks on that offensive line Nate Solder has already opted out of this season so he won't be there to help on the offensive line and in my opinion their receiving core is very subpar they have three decent receivers but I think they're more like they have three number three receivers meaning they would probably be be a third option, possibly a second option on most teams, but for the Giants, these three will be their one, two, and three. So I do think they have a weaker receiving core. Evan Ingram's a good tight end, but he's always hurt, so you don't know what you're going to get out of him. So yeah, a lot of question marks on that offense, and then when you move to the other side of the ball on defense, it's even more of a mess. They don't have pass rushers, they don't have good linebackers, they don't have good defensive backs, I think. They really don't have much going for them at all on defense. Last year, they were one of the worst defensive teams in football and didn't do a whole lot to improve that this year. So I expect a lot of the same from them on defense. So the Giants, a young quarterback with not enough weapons on offense and a really bad offensive line and a defense that is just a complete mess. And with that, that brings us to our second team total betting play that we will be taking this year. And that is under six total team wins for the New York Giants. Fourth and finally for the NFC East, we have, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have been a good team for a few years now, led by coach Doug Peterson, who I think is a really, really good coach. I think he's overachieved since taking over the job in Philadelphia. But the big problem for the Eagles has really been staying healthy. They've had so many 
injuries. And when that keeps happening, it's very difficult to overcome. And of course, that starts with the quarterback, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, before he got hurt in his first year, he was looking like a true MVP type candidate. But ever since that injury that derailed that season, for one, he hasn't really looked the same since then. And he has not been able to complete a full season at all in his career. So again, when Wentz has been good, he's been very good, but he's been very up and down at best. And again, we just don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy or who he really is because he has not been the same since that big injury. As for the rest of their offense, they do have two really good tight ends and they have a lot of speed at receiver, a lot of depth at running back. So they do have a pretty good offense when they are all healthy and head coach Doug Peterson is pretty creative in ways to move the ball and get on the scoreboard. So he does have a lot to work with and he will just be hoping that his quarterback and the rest of his personnel can stay healthy this year. Same can be said for the defense. They have a good defense when they're healthy. They've also been plagued by injuries. They can get out after the quarterback, but similar to the Cowboys, if there was a weakness on that defense, it's definitely the defensive backs and the pass coverage for the Eagles. So to wrap up the NFC East, we have two teams in the Giants and in Washington that I think are bottom of the barrel NFL type teams. We have the Eagles who can be good if they can stay healthy and the Dallas Cowboys who I absolutely love this year. We have the Giants under six total team wins for the season. The Cowboys over nine and a half total team wins for the season and for our division champion we are definitely going to pick the Dallas Cowboys as maybe you could have guessed we are taking them to win the NFC East this year and we get that at minus 105 right now okay so now let's move on to the NFC West and we will start with the defending NFC champions and runner-up in the Super Bowl and that is of course the San Francisco 49ers Kyle Shanahan is of course one of the best offensive coaches in football I think with the way he designs his offense, the way he calls his plays, this is going to be a very productive offense like it was last year. They're going to run the football. They always seem to do that with a lot of success. But then we have to look at quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. It's kind of been a roller coaster for Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of what the NFL and the fans have thought of him. Everybody loved him when he came from New England to San Francisco and he has this long winning streak going as a quarterback. And then as last year went on, a lot of people lost faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. Me personally, I just don't know what he is yet. It was really only one full year for him, and we'll see how he looks as time goes on. He still has a lot to prove, but I think he has the ability to prove it. I'm not the biggest Garoppolo believer. I'm just saying that at this point, we still don't really know what he is yet. And then when you look at the defensive side of the ball, the 49ers are still rock solid. They have a great pass rush led by Nick Bosa, a good secondary led by Richard Sherman. They're pretty solid up and down on the defensive side of the ball so I do expect the 49ers to be a good team again this season like they were last year and definitely will be competing for the division title again this year and I think their biggest competition like it was last year is going to be the Seattle Seahawks I mean if you remember the end of last season the Seahawks were playing the 49ers for that division title in the last game of the regular season the 49ers won the game but only by an inch like literally an 
inch. Russell Wilson drove them down the fields, the Seahawks, at the end of the game. They had to get a touchdown to win the game. On the last play, he completed the pass. The receiver came about an inch shy of the goal line. That would have changed everything, really, for the playoff outlook last year. The Seahawks would have been the division champions, and the 49ers, instead of getting the one seed like they did, would have been a wild card in that playoffs. So yeah, just crazy how sometimes an inch can change so much about how a season looks in the NFL, but it surely did in that final game between the Seahawks and the 49ers. So with all that said and looking ahead to this year, I am very big on the Seahawks this year. I think Russell Wilson is a top two quarterback in the NFL. Clear cut for sure, definitely, in my opinion. I think Russell Wilson will have the Seahawks offense playing good again. I think another offseason with DK Metcalf and developing more chemistry with their young stud receiver is going to help this team a lot, obviously. When you have a guy like Russell Wilson, offense can be easy sometimes, and I think Russell is going to bring that to the Seahawks again this year. He's been so clutch since coming into the NFL. He's a big game quarterback. He's a fourth quarter quarterback. He seems to get better as a game goes on and always plays better in those big spots, big games, tough situations. I mean, I can go on and on about how good Russell Wilson is. There's not enough good things I can really say about him. And then when you look over at the defensive side of the ball, they did lose Jadavian Clowney. A question mark for them this year is definitely going to be their pass rush because as of right now, they don't really have much in that department with losing Clowney to free agency. He hasn't signed with another team yet, but he is still a free agent. And then they were competing with the Dallas Cowboys in signing Everson Griffin, but the Cowboys did make the signing, not the Seahawks. So we'll see what the Seahawks do about pass rush or if they keep what they have, how it's going to look this year. That's definitely a question mark for them, but they still do have Bobby Wagner at linebacker, one of the better middle linebackers in all of football, and they made a big upgrade in their secondary. They made that big blockbuster trade with the New York Jets to acquire Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is, if not the best safety in football, he's definitely a top three safety in football. He's a game breaker. He's a difference maker, and that's going to definitely, definitely help that Seahawks defense because this is a dynamic guy who can do a lot for it. So with all of that said and how much I like Russell Wilson, that is going to bring us to our third team total bet of this season, and we are taking the Seahawks over 9.5. We think that's a steal to get them at 9.5. I said before, I think they're definitely going to be competing with the 49ers for the division. They came an inch shy of winning the division last year. I think 9.5 is very low for a Seahawks team total, so we will definitely be taking the over on that. Moving on, another team we like this year is the Arizona Cardinals. I think Cliff Kingsbury has done great things with that team to this point, in particular the offense. He has a young quarterback in Kyler Murray, who I think is going to develop into a really good quarterback. They added superstar wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best in the NFL. On defense, they have Chandler Jones, who is one of, if not the best, pass rushers in all of football. So yeah, though there are some holes scattered throughout the Cardinals roster, and they're not quite there yet of being a complete team, I think this is going to be a much improved team from last year, and I think they're going to be an exciting team to watch with those bright spots that 
they have on both offense and defense and because of all that that will bring us to our next team total and we will be taking the Cardinals over 7.5 wins again it might be a little early for them to make a huge leap but I do think they're going to be much improved and I think getting to even 8 and 8 is not out of the question for the Cardinals this year so we will be taking them to go over 7.5 wins to finish off the NFC West we have of course the LA Rams the LA Rams are one of the biggest question mark teams in my opinion just two years ago they were in the Super Bowl last year they kind of looked like a mess they kind of sort of looked like they're doing some rebuilding but definitely not fully committing to a rebuild so again they're just a very weird team right now I'm not really sure what to expect out of them head coach Sean McVay has looked great at times has looked a little lost at times last year when the team struggled a bit quarterback Jared Goff exactly the same can be said about him I don't think he is a superstar quarterback though he's getting paid like one I think he's a mediocre quarterback that can maybe run McVay's system successfully the Rams got rid of Todd Gurley this year they got rid of Brandon Cooks this year so again a lot of question marks with the Rams team though on defense they do still have Aaron Donald who's one of the best football players period in the entire NFL and corner Jalen Ramsey who is one of the top corners in football so there are some things to like about the Rams there's some things to not like about the Rams in my opinion they're one of the biggest question marks going into this season of what they're going to be and what they're going to look like okay so that wraps up the NFC West and we are going to make our pick now for the division winner and if you haven't guessed it already we are going with the Seattle Seahawks we think there is some great value here on the Seahawks because we can get it at plus 240 we love that price we love that play Seahawks to win the NFC West okay now we will move on to the NFC South with another team that has a big question mark on them and that is of course the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they obviously added Tom Brady this offseason so it's going to be a completely different looking team with Brady leading them as opposed to Jameis Winston they have a great head coach in Bruce Arians it's going to be very interesting to see how Arians and Brady work together. Brady's only had one coach his entire career, and that is, of course, Bill Belichick. Arians could not be any more different than Belichick is. He's a very different style of coach. So it's going to be interesting to see how Brady adjusts to this new system, this new style, because for 20 years of the NFL, Brady's only known one thing. But he did this by choice, so I think this is what Brady wanted to do. And we will see what it looks like with Brady on a different team, no longer with the Patriots, now with the Buccaneers. He has a ton of weapons on this team at his disposal. He brought Rob Gronkowski with him, while brought Rob Gronkowski out of retirement, so Gronk will become with Brady to the Buccaneers. He has two excellent receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They are both two of the top 10 receivers in the NFL. Two other good tight ends in Cameron Brate and OJ Howard. A decent stable of running backs and a pretty solid offensive line. So Brady changing teams going into a really good situation with the Bucs. He is set up to succeed with that offense and let's see if he can get it done. 
when you look at the defense, Shaq Barrett had a very good year last year. I expect him to continue to improve this year moving forward. And their defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, though he did not make a good head coach when he had his chance, he is an incredible defensive coordinator. He's been working with Arians for a very long time. They know each other very well. have worked together many times before. He's a great defensive coach, and I think he will have this defense looking solid again like he did last year. The Bucks defense was better than expected last year, and I think a lot of that does have to do with Bowles and his system, and I think, again, they will look okay this year. Next, we have the New Orleans Saints, where it feels like going into every season, there's a lot of hype around the Saints. They're expected to be good just about every year for one reason or another. They have fallen short of their goals season after season. They keep making the playoffs, but they have not been able to succeed and get to another Super Bowl for Drew Brees and ultimately try to win one. But look, there's no excuses for this team. They're built almost exactly the same as they were last year, but they're adding another weapon for Breeze and Emmanuel Sanders. So again, literally no excuses for the Saints. They're built to win. Drew Breeze's career is running short. If they want to go get one more title for Breeze, why not now? No excuses for the Saints. Next, we have the Falcons, who I think are a very mediocre team. I don't think they're bad, but I don't think they're all that good either. They pretty much have the same core that they've had for a long time in Matt Ryan at quarterback and Julio Jones accounting for a big chunk of the offense. Dan Quinn, still the head coach. He's a defensive guy, though this Falcons defense hasn't looked good in a few years now. It still just feels like ever since the Falcons blew that big lead in the Super Bowl to the Patriots, they still have never recovered from that, even though it is years later. Again, they just look very mediocre to me, and that's really all I can say about the Falcons is that I think they'll be middle of the road like they have been for a few years now. And to finish off the NFC South, we have the rebuilding Carolina Panthers. Ron Rivera has left Carolina to go to Washington. They brought in the highly hyped college coach of Baylor in Matt Rule. Matt Rule is now implementing his system into this Panthers team. They dumped a lot of their roster. They're kind of just, again, they're rebuilding. They're starting over, starting from scratch. But they are keeping one of the best players in the NFL and Christian McCaffrey at running back. He can win some games on his own, literally. He is probably the most dynamic player in all of football and definitely a treat for them to have him. They made the move at quarterback. Cam Newton is no longer with the team. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater. So again, new coach, new quarterback, a lot of new players, brand new system. This is definitely a rebuilding team. This is not going to be their year at all, in my opinion, but this is a team that's looking more ahead to the future and they're trying to put their building blocks in place. That wraps up the NFC South. I am not going to be placing any bets for this division in particular. I think because of the big X factor of Tom Brady joining the Bucks, it's going to be really hard to predict what that team is going to look like. Are they going to take over the NFC by storm or is there going to be a big learning curve? It's hard to know. I think they could compete with the Saints for the division. I could see the Bucks being 
a team that wins 12 or 13 games, but I would not be surprised either if they end up being a mediocre eight or nine win type of team either. So again, with how much of an X factor and question mark the Buccaneers are this season, I'm not going to be making any bets on winning the NFC South, but if I had to make a prediction, I think it's going to work between Arians and Brady, and the Bucks are going to win the NFC South this year. Okay, now one more division to go in the NFC, and that is, of course, the NFC North, and we will start with the Green Bay Packers. There have been rumors going around that young coach Matt LaFleur and longtime quarterback Aaron Rodgers do not get along. Again, those are only rumors. We don't know how true that is, but the Packers did decide to draft Jordan Love, a new quarterback. They traded up to get him in the first rounds. Of course, he will not start over Rodgers this year, but it looks as though they have drafted the future replacement for Aaron Rodgers if all goes well with Jordan Love, which is interesting and not so much because they drafted a future quarterback, but because it looked like last year that Aaron Rodgers needed a little bit of help on offense when they got to the playoffs. He has a good running back in Aaron Jones and a really good wide receiver in Devontae Adams, but besides that, that's really it for that offense. They look like they were one or two receivers away from being a really good offense, and I'm sure that Aaron Rodgers much would have preferred if the Packers were to maybe draft him a wide receiver in the first round as opposed to a quarterback and get him some help because he's looking for another ring after only having one and it being so many years ago. The Packers, similar to the Saints, always have high hopes going into every season, but for one reason or another, they never have been accomplishing their goals, at least not for a very long time. Making the playoffs is not good enough for the Packers and not good enough for Aaron Rodgers. They want to be a Super Bowl team, so it's just interesting that they didn't focus in on getting more weapons for Rodgers to succeed this year. They went the route of of drafting a quarterback. They have a defense that's okay. It's not a great defense, but it's not a bad defense either. It's a serviceable defense. But with the Packers, when I look at them with these rumors of LaFleur and Rodgers not getting along, the idea that maybe the organization is starting to look ahead to the post-Rodgers era instead of the right-now era, with them not getting any more help on offense, with the defense being mediocre. Look, they did win 11 games last year, but it was a little bit fluky. Statistically, they were the worst 11-win team in the history of the NFL. I kind of think they were a fraud 11-win team last year. I do not have high hopes for the Packers this year with everything going on and everything that I explained. I think it's going to be a down year for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings, which is another team that I'm not so big on for this year. They do have Dalvin Cook, who is one of the best running backs in the entire NFL. They have Kirk Cousins at quarterback, who is consistently mediocre, but they did lose some key players this year too. They lost Everson Griffin to the Dallas Cowboys. They lost Stephon Diggs, wide receiver, to the Buffalo Bills. They did draft a receiver to potentially replace Diggs in Jefferson from LSU. We'll see if Jefferson can step in and be the difference maker that Diggs was for this team. And then when you look at the defensive side, they still have a very good pass rusher in Hunter, even though they lost Everson Griffin. They're another defense that, in my opinion, is a good defense, not a great defense. I'm not big on the Minnesota Vikings outlook this year. I think that they are a mediocre offense, a mediocre defense 
defense with a mediocre quarterback and just in general, well, mediocre. Now we will move on to the Detroit Lions. I think this team is a mess. I do not like really much of anything about this team. I do think Stafford is still a decent quarterback. I don't think he has enough weapons on offense. I don't think the defense is very good. And I think head coach Matt Patricia should have been fired a long time ago. They're deciding to give him one more year for whatever reason. I'm not a believer at all in the Lions. I think they are going to be a very bad football team this year. And then after the year, maybe they'll finally decide to fire Matt Patricia, which again, I think they should have done that a long time ago. So I will move on to the final team of this division, and that is the Chicago Bears. I think the Bears are a little bit of an X factor this year. They were not good last season. The season before that, they were very good, um, in particular on the defensive side of the ball. If the defense can start playing like it did two years ago, as opposed to last year, it obviously gives them a much better chance to win some games around the defense because their offense is not exactly the most dynamic offense. There is mostly likely going to be a big change at the quarterback position. Mitchell Trubisky, who did not work out at all for this team, a quarterback who the Bears traded up to draft, traded up to draft instead of two guys named Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. So yeah, big mistake by the Bears organization in drafting Mitchell Trubisky, who looks like an absolute disaster. Because of how bad he's looked, the Bears decided to bring in Nick Foles. They have not officially announced that Foles is going to be the starting quarterback, but I think he will be. He makes a lot of money, so he's not a guy that I think they would go out and get unless they were planning on making him the starter. I don't think it's smart to ever pay a backup quarterback the kind of money that Nick Foles makes, so I expect Nick Foles will be the new starting quarterback week one for this Bears team. He has a good wide receiver in Allen Robinson. He has two pretty good running backs in Montgomery and Cohen, but as a whole, I don't think this is a very good offense in general but if Nick Foles can take care of the ball unlike Mitchell Trubisky did and the defense can step it up and play better I think the Bears actually have a chance to be a much better looking team than last year and maybe as good as they looked two years ago if not better with the change at quarterback so with that being said and to wrap up our NFC North with me being down on the Green Bay Packers down on the Minnesota Vikings and thinking the Lions are a complete mess, we are going to go with a value pick here to win the NFC North, and that is the Chicago Bears. We think there's very good value there at plus 350, three and a half times on our money. I think the division is up for grabs and attainable for them, and we are going to make a little value play, plus 350 on the Bears to win the NFC North. Okay, so now that we have gone through all four divisions, all 16 teams in the NFC. We are just going to do a quick review on our betting plays. We mentioned seven of them, and that is the Cowboys to win the NFC East, the Seahawks to win the NFC West, the Bears to win the NFC North, the Cowboys over 9.5 wins, the Seahawks over 9.5 wins, the Cardinals over 7.5 wins, and the New York Giants under 6 wins. So with that, that just about wraps up this episode of our podcast. We are very excited for this upcoming NFL season. We're glad we were able to get to all 16 NFC teams this week. We will get to all 16 AFC teams 
next week for week two of our four-week straight NFL preview. We hope you come back to join us for that. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter. That's at Adam Hulse Sports. Thanks again for listening. This has been Adam Hulse. Until next time.